as, as I think of these, and I, I found scriptures for them and, you know, wrote them up um, just briefly about be careful about criticisms if you judge. Don't, you know, don't judge others because you will be judged. Rise early, early while I seek thee, seeking God. Be kind, be kindly affectionate one to another in brotherly love. Servants town. <laughs> Jesus rose up from the dinner table and washed the disciples' feet. Doing right, they will teach you to develop your mind in the right way. You will learn to do what is right and to be honest and fair. That's Proverbs 1. Do good. Be sure that no one pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to do what is good for each other. And influence, <laughs> keeping yourself free from the world's evil influence. This is the kind of worship that God uh, accepts that is pure and good. Now, I, I th when I think of this, and I, I'm, I was trying to put together this idea again of the sufficiency of grace Part three, <laughs> say, well, you, you've really overextended this, but not really. We can never overextend God's grace. Now, God's grace is his unmerited, unearned favor towards us. Um, it's, it's hard for us to imagine this, this, this concept. I mean, most of our earthly relationships are built upon that we have some mutual interest. We have some mutual likes. We have similar friends, we have similar interests, we have something in common. Well, here you have a holy God, and you have sinners. <laughs> you have people who have done wrong, trespasses, sins, transgressions, and all these things, and there doesn't seem to be anything in common. But God doesn't look at the faults, he looks at the person, and is able to see the possibilities, he's able to see what he created. And, and the problem is we don't see what God sees in us. We don't, we don't grasp the, the, the truths of what God put in our hearts and minds. That's why we have to go to the Word. We have to go to the Scriptures to find out what God is thinking. Most of the time, we have opinions. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't write down some of his things, you know, about ego. And, you know, that was kind of funny, you know but I don't remember it, but it was funny. Um, but how that God has something for us and he has something in us and he wants it to come out. And so as we go to the word of God and we go to the scriptures, we begin to receive what God has presented. Just as I was saying God's grace and mercy presents this to Bob, well, you think about God presents to us forgiveness. God presents to us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God presents to us, I can do all things through Christ. God presents to us that he is well able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. God says to us, I have a plan for you. My plans for you are, are bigger than what you can imagine. They're greater than what you can ever think. Um, God has a purpose for my life. You see? So God is constantly presenting, and this is his grace because most of the time we think of, if somebody's going to give me something, <laughs> what's the catch? You know, Rhonda got uh, tickets. She was gambling. 
No, she wasn't. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. You know, it's a little t- I'm kidding. You know, she wasn't gambling. <laughs> but anyhow, um, Sirius XM had a contest, you know. Contest was submit your name, whatever, and win tickets to Steeler training camp. Brian, she didn't take me. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so your doll. Oh, but anyhow, um, she won. Now the whole time, and, it, and I would, I did the same thing. You know, there's got to be an attachment to this. You know, <laughs> so she won the tickets. Okay, got the letter. You you got to call and say you're coming. Okay, what do they want? Yeah, sure, VIP parking. Yeah, what are they going to do? What's the hook? Well, you get there, and they're going to have you 45 minutes listening to what some sales pitch about something, right? And the whole day, she, you know, again, I would have done the same thing she's thinking. I wonder when the hook is, you know, when I have to sit down and listen to these people. But she didn't, there was no hook. There was just a free gift. Now, so when God offers us all of these things, we often think, there's a hook here. You got to join the church. You got to sign up for all these do's and don'ts. You got to put your name on the dotted line so that, you know, you, you're hooked into something. God doesn't hook us. He gives to us. He gives to us his grace, his mercy, his love. And whenever we receive it, wow, we can be thankful. I thank you, God. See, that's praise. That's worship. I'm being grateful to God that my name is written in his book of life and that I have eternal life in front of me. That I have a plan. God has a plan for me in front of me. And my life isn't about what happened. It's what's going to happen. It's a plan for our future. And you see, in Ephesians chapter 2, the scripture says, as you were, as, as for you, this is Paul writing in the church at Ephesus, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Okay? So here we are, dead in our transgressions and sin, Paul's telling us, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the rulers of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Now, the disobedient is disobeying God's laws, God's provisions. Now, sometimes we, we look at God's law, and we'll, we're, the idea is the commandments of God are given to protect us and to provide for us. You know, God's commands are to protect and to provide. You tell, you know, you, you tell your two-year-old, don't go play in the street. <laughs> you know, why? Now, I want to go play in the street nice and smooth out there. But, you know, don't go there because there's cars, you'll get hurt. So that law is to protect and provide for them. So God is telling us in our humanity and in our world that we live in, everything isn't based upon what you see and what you feel and what you can get from somebody else. God is saying, listen to, see, the the world, disobedient, the, the spirit of those who work disobedience. And we'll go on. 
All of us also live among them. All of us also lived among them at one time. That was part of who we were. Gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Feel good, look good, gonna make me more than what I am. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. You think about every advertisement. You think about um, the things of the world that are outside of the church, breaking God's laws, things like that. They're always appealing to one of these three things. But, verse 4, But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, okay, mercy is unmerited favor, that before the world began, Jesus decided to be merciful rather than vengeful. God is not about getting even. God is about forgiveness and about restoration. Now, some of the fruits of what we saw in the, in the video uh, was about don't be judgmental, don't be critical. Get up early and focus on what you need and what you want. You know, pray about those things. Be kind, kindly affectionate one to another. You see, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget that kindness is greater than greed. That kindness turns away wrath. That kindness is a way that we are allowing the Spirit of God to become our spirit because we're receiving his kindness and as we receive it, it becomes who we are. So God is giving these things to us and it goes on. And verse 5 says, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Now, it's hard to imagine that um, while we're still alive that we're dead. But there are certain things that we're just not aware of. We're just not aware of. Have you ever been to Pennsylvania before? See, there was all this goodness that you weren't aware of. <laughs> and now you have discovered. <laughs> so, pardon me, I just pick on Brian and you happen to be next to him, so you lucked out. All right, but anyhow, you've never been to Pennsylvania, so you missed out on all this, what it is. Well, some of us have never been to Colorado Springs and missed out on all that is. Well, being dead in our transgressions is that we don't, we, we're missing out on all the life that God is trying to give to us. <laughs> See, he wants to give it to us. And I think this is where our problem arises, is we try to make the promises of God different than what it was in salvation, okay? We've asked Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins. We know that we, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all the wrong things in our life, okay? We all know that. Salvation can't be earned. Salvation is free. It is a free gift of God. God gave it to us. God gave this salvation to us because he died on the cross. His blood washes away the sin of the world. We know all of this, and so therefore our transgressions are removed from us. As far as the east is from the west, we'd have no more sin in our life because God has removed it. How did we receive that? It was a free gift. Now, the sufficiency of grace. 
every promise, every promise. Say that. Every promise. Again, every promise that God has for us is given the exact same way. <laughs> what do you need? Do you need wisdom? The Bible says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to everyone liberally and doesn't withhold from anyone. What? Do you lack faith? Oh, God, he gives to every man a measure of faith. He gives it to us. Do you need peace? My peace I give unto you, not as the world, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. So we find that God is in this, in his grace and his mercy. We need to, this is the revelation to your pastor that has been grace efficiency for third time. God has all of this as a free gift to us. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to beg for it. We don't have to pay dues for it. <laughs> we have to be willing to admit that we have a need and to admit that there is a provision for us. There's a provision. The provision is God in his mercy, meaning that he has no favorites. Okay, I like the idea that if God had a refrigerator, my picture would be on it. <laughs> okay, well, the same thing, your picture would be on it. So God has his favorite children, and we just happen to each be one of them. Okay, so I am God's favorite, so, but so are you, so don't think of it as an exclusive club. It's exclusive to everyone who believes. It's exclusive to those who will believe. And do you know how much faith it takes to believe? It takes enough faith to say, God, I receive that into my life. If we have enough faith, first of all, I think to understand, but see, our understanding doesn't come from here. It comes from our heart and from our spirit that God's spirit bears witness with our spirit that these are the promises of God and that he wants to bestow them upon our lives. Amen. Thank you. So, verse 5, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Verse 6, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Hmm. What God has done in Christ, he does in us. And whether you know it or not, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are in heaven. Part of, you know, it's part of, you know, you know, not all of you is here. <laughs> we are part of, we're, Christ is my elder brother. The inheritance, what Christ inherited, he, give, he gave to us. He shares that inheritance with us. So we are seated, seated together with Christ in heavenly places. And so we have this place of privilege. This place of distinction. 
And, and you think about our old nature tries to tell us, well, you know, you're not good enough. You had this problem, you did that wrong, you've done this wrong, your family, this, your, your neighbors, your, you know. We, the, the, the old nature tries to defeat us. Why is the enemy so caught up with making us feel inferior to what we feel we can become, our spirit? And the reason is there, the enemy knows, the enemy of our soul knows that if we really understand the gifts of God given for us, given to us, all heaven is going to break loose. <laughs> all heaven is going to break loose. And whenever we have heaven's reality in our life, what stops us? Neither life, nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, you know, heights, nor depths, and nothing. Nothing can stop us because we are in Christ. So if we arise with this power, this understanding, what was, the, what was the gentleman trying to present to us? To take charge and to recognize we can make an impact on the world. And our world is our neighbor, our friend, people around us. And it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. He presents it to us. He presents it. God, help me to receive. God, help me to be receptive. Not to allow pride. Not to allow my sense of whatever to try and separate me from the gift. You know, sometimes people, people don't like to receive. Now, there's some people, they want everything. And whatever you, whatever, whatever you give them is never enough. And then there are other people that you can't give them a thing. Well, what is it like to be a child of God in a place called Eden where he comes and talks with us that there's not anything of separation? There's no idea of separation Jesus died on the cross to remove any separation between God and I now we have to allow our life to bring in to be receptive of God's blessing notice in verse this is um in order that in the ages to come he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Why is God doing this? Why is it so important that we have this in our life? That God might show through us and to us and then through us the, incar the incom incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. God isn't doing this because I am somebody special, you know, and the rest of you, you know, you know, it doesn't matter, but God is doing it to each one of us because each one of us become the expression of God's incomparable riches. So we are the walking Bible. Where did you get that from? God gave it to me. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but 
But that should be our normal response. Wow, you, you, you're, you're alive today. Yeah, God gave me life for another day. You're, you're smiling today. Why? Well, God has given me. God has given to me. So I want to exchange my depression and my anxiety and all those things. I want to express, exchange it for God's goodness and his grace and his mercy. So you see, here we are. God has these inc- incomparable riches expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. This doesn't just fall out of the heavens. It comes through our relationship with Jesus Christ. And then, verse 8. For it is by grace that you have been saved. Okay? There's a comma there. It is by grace you have been saved. Grace, God's unmerited favor, brings to us the forgiveness of the cross, brings to us the shed blood of Jesus Christ, brings to us, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. God brings all of that to us. For it is by grace this is presented to us. You have been, past tense. Jesus has done everything to save us. Now we are being receptive of that. Jesus isn't dying again because I ask him to forgive me. He's already accomplished it once on the cross. Now he's, I'm receiving it. Now, through faith, I receive this gift through faith. Faith. (laughs) Substance of things hoped for. There is something God has I know he has it for me, and I want to receive it. That's, in this case, it's salvation, forgiveness of sins. And this, this is very, very important. This is not from you. It's not from yourself. It is the gift of God. What God is giving to us isn't something, it isn't coming from me. It isn't wishful thinking. It isn't mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. It isn't any of these things. It is a gift from God given to me. I have received it. My faith, it is by faith. It's not of myself. It is something that I am recognizing as a gift that is coming to me, and I'm asking, I'm opening my heart to be receptive. It is a gift of God. It is a gift of God. It is a gift of God. Verse 8 again, I mean that you have been saved by grace because you believe. You did not save yourself. It was a gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. You see, what we have is nothing we can boast about. No matter how great it is, no matter how little it is, it isn't my boasting, it is God's mercy. So, another scripture says God's promises arrive as a pure gift. A pure gift. So, this is it. We close. (laughs) It is a pure gift. (laughs) It is a pure gift. 
what promise, what is it in your life that you believe you're trusting, you, you want to receive, if we need to be forgiven, then recognize that you have been forgiven. If you think you're going to work your way into getting into the kingdom of God, I remember one guy, he, 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 he had a real different concept of heaven. He prayed, he prayed that God, that some, one of his distant relatives who he thought was in heaven would open up the basement window and he could crawl in. <laughs> That's how he was getting into heaven. And I kept saying, it doesn't work that way. So, oh, no, I know, I, you know, I haven't figured out. You know, I, I've been asking, you know. <laughs> been, you know. It doesn't come that way. It's not by works. And then it's not crawling in the basement window. It's walking in through the door. And the door is Jesus Christ. So, what promise? What is it that you feel that God has been giving to you? He's presenting it to you. Pick on Bob again. Your name's on here. <laughs> now you have to write on there what it is that you feel God wants to give you. You have to write on there what do you think it is? What do you feel in your spirit that God wants to give you that you have been telling yourself Oh, that's too much. That's too great. People will do this. People, and I'll have to boat. No, it's a gift from God. And God is the one who's speaking to your heart, not me. <laughs> it's not by might, power, influence. It's by his spirit. Shall we stand? <laughs> right. So remember the challenge. <laughs> that we had about doing the right thing because it's right, you know, being caught doing the right thing, you know, having the right influence, having the right perspective. You know, sometimes we do fail because we have to get up off the mat. <laughs> sometimes we have to hit the lowest points because we recognize it's not my will, but thine be done. Father, thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you, O oh God, for your pure grace. And Lord, in our own concepts, in our own minds, in our own hearts, we are not pure. But we don't make ourselves pure. You do. So from the purity of your grace and your forgiveness that has washed us completely, it is from this place of cleanliness, free from all the influences of the world and of our pasts and of our old fears and failures, free from all of this, we allow, Lord, we want to receive of the promise that you speak to us. If it's forgiveness, receive it. If it's a promise of the scripture about what God wants to do in your life, receive it. Do we receive it? And the answer is yes. God, I receive your promise to my heart and life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. God bless you. Receive the promise.